Welcome to the Social Selling and Tech Podcast, brought to you by the Canadian Professional Sales Association. Welcome to another episode of the Social Selling and Tech Show from the Canadian Professional Sales Association. I am your host today, Bill Bannum, and today I am joined by the wonderful, awesome Kurt Shaver, co-founder and chief sales officer at Vengresso. Kurt is an expert at getting sales teams to adopt new sales tools and techniques. Through a successful career in technology sales, Kurt learned what it takes to reach B2B decision makers. He is the creator of the Social Selling Bootcamp and a member of the National Speakers Association. He frequently speaks at corporate sales meetings and conferences like Dreamforce, Sales 2.0, and LinkedIn Sales Connect. For sales professionals, team leaders, and organizations across the country, the Canadian Professional Sales Association is your partner in building knowledge and skills to improve sales performance. The CPSA is the advocate for excellence in sales. We invest resources in programming, curriculum development, and professional designations to help individuals and companies become more successful through effective sales. We connect employers and employees, business with academia, and the private sector with government to advance the sales profession and improve Canadian competitiveness. Learn more at cpsa.com and remember to subscribe to the cpsa podcast through itunes google play and more kurt welcome to the show hey bill i'm glad to be here firstly then tell our listeners beyond my wee introduction there a little bit more about yourself your career background and some of the wonderful work that you do over at Vengresso. sure well i was a career uh, technology sales and uh, sales executive for about 20 years and kind of along that way, I was always one of those guys that was trying the newest tool and the newest technology and either using it for myself or bringing it into my company. And and then about uh, 10 years ago, I went out on my own, started my own sales training business. And I was training on your typical full sales cycle skills from, you know, lead generation and presentation and discovery and negotiating and closing and along the way you know LinkedIn was gaining speed and becoming more popular I started to use it for my own prospecting methods and of course I used it on VPs of sales to win business from them and they said hey yeah you know that thing you're 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 doing there uh, that looks really interesting with the LinkedIn and how you reached me could you teach my salespeople to do that I said of course and so eventually that just became the core of my business and I did that for uh, about seven years until two years ago when I merged my business with some of the other folks that you've interviewed, like Mario Martinez Jr., Vivica Von Rosen, and we formed uh, Vengresso to help people leverage these digital sales techniques. Awesome. Thank you very much. I am a huge fan of the wonderful work done at Vengresso and I've very much enjoyed my interviews with Viv and multiple interviews with Mario so far. Listeners, if you haven't checked them out yet, please do. You'll learn lots and lots. Okay, uh, let's now get into the mainstay of today's interview topic, which is all around social selling best practices. This is, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to run through some big topics today in quite a short space of time uh, at a fairly high level, but uh, uh, getting some great insights here from one of the biggest experts in the space. So firstly, Kurt, you, you were recently in a webinar uh, where you joined Nimble CEO John Ferreira to discuss the four fundamentals of social selling. Uh, at a high level then, what is social selling? Why does it work? And what are these four fundamentals? 
Uh, well, I'm glad you said high level because people always ask, what's your definition of social selling? And my definition is so simple that I have to say it is a high level, right? Social selling, what is it? It's pretty simply using social networks to sell. How, you know, how's that for pretty deep, right? So, but there's two fundamental activities that go on when we say social networks to sell. There's an outbound prospecting element to it, and then there's an inbound marketing element to it. And both of those activities are really geared toward starting a sales conversation or starting the sales cycle. And so that's the answer to question number two of why salespeople want to learn these techniques. And that's because, hey, who doesn't want to start more sales cycles? Who doesn't want to start more sales conversations, particularly because it's got increasingly harder. Um, I mean, we already heard I've been in sales business for uh, three decades, and I, you know, I think it is harder to start a sales cycle now because people have caller ID, and they're super busy, and they don't answer their phone, and their email inbox is overcrowded. So the people you're trying to reach are kind of hiding behind a lot more barriers than they used to when I started selling. So the three, uh, sorry, three, the four fundamentals then of social selling all support that idea of starting more sales conversations. So the first thing people need to do is they need to upgrade their LinkedIn profile and turn it from a resume or a CV into an actual resource for the customer. And they have to kind of shift their mindset from that resume or CV mindset into the, looking at the LinkedIn profile like it's your personal web page. And again, it needs to have the right content. It needs to have the right links. It needs to have really customer-centric messaging on it, not things like, oh, I've made President's Club seven years in a row and I'm a master negotiator. So that's the first thing, upgrade the profile. Number two is they need to understand how to grow their network of customers, prospects, referral sources, and other people that might move their business forward. You know, sometimes people refer to LinkedIn as the Rolodex of the 21st century. And so with that in mind, it's really about, again, making those first level connections for the people that can introduce you or the people that might be the audience that are consuming the content you're posting. The, the third area now actually takes us into the first of those two lead generation activities, which is social prospecting. So the social prospecting, again, if we're looking particularly at LinkedIn, which is of social selling, it's certainly the biggest social network in the B2B space. If you look at LinkedIn, first and foremost, LinkedIn is a tremendous database of over 600 million business professionals. And the reason I say it's a tremendous database is because it's really the freshest database. It's the most accurate, up-to-date database because, Bill, you, you and I and the other 600 million people, we, we all keep it up-to-date ourselves, right? We're, if we have a new job or we um, you know, get a new telephone number or email or we just won an award for something, we're going to put that on our LinkedIn profile so we don't have to rely on a third-party data source to maybe get around to it in three or four months. It's probably something that got updated this morning. So it's super fresh as a database for outbound prospecting and the searching capabilities of finding people by title or location or industry um, are, are extremely powerful. 
And then the final, so if that's an outbound prospecting, the final skill set is to learn inbound marketing. Now, whenever I say inbound marketing to salespeople, they sometimes look at me with confused eyes and they're like, wait, I'm not in marketing, I'm in sales. Well, guess what? You know, the old line is everybody's in sales. Well, in the era of social networking, uh, we can also say, yeah, and everyone's also in marketing because everybody has the opportunity to build an audience. Everybody has the opportunity to publish content. It's going to showcase their subject matter expertise. And so from that standpoint, if an individual seller is posting content that attracts inbound inquiries, it's sort of like marketing, but it's practiced by salespeople. So the fourth skill is understanding, again, how to use the right kind of content to attract people to you. Tell me, why do salespeople need to incorporate social selling approaches in, into their current sales process? Specifically, let's talk about the negatives. What happens if they don't? Well, you know, if they don't, they're just going to, I believe they're going to find it increasingly difficult to reach new prospects. Again, as, as fewer people are answering the telephone or, or, or getting to um, an, an email, it just becomes increasingly more difficult. So, you know, we're not advocating that social is the only channel. No, certainly um, the telephone is still extremely powerful, but a lot of times the procedure or the cadence works out better when a relationship is started on social. Sometimes it's a little uh, lower barrier and it's easier to kind of get started, build up a little relationship. Maybe you're going to comment on something they posted or they see that what you've posted over a few weeks. And so you can start the relationship sort of slowly, build it up. And then when time is ready, they're going to be more apt to take a call or maybe they book a meeting with you from your online calendar. And so the, 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 the risk that people have is that they're simply just not going to be involved in enough sales conversations. Their pipeline isn't going to be filled up enough. Um, and that means ultimately their revenue and commissions and everything else isn't going to be there. So it's, it's really about getting engaged with as many qualified prospects as possible. And that means then I'm, I'm assuming that uh, you try an omni channel approach you yes of course you've got to use different social media avenues but combining that with that phone call or combining that with a follow-up to a meeting at a conference or uh, a networking exchange or whatever or a referral perhaps that that's that's the key yeah. is that right exactly yeah and, and and yeah that is exactly right yeah and in, in, in most instances again we, we're going to say that the, the social aspects are are great for starting the relationship and maybe even the conversation but you don't really want to Stay there all the time, right? You do want to <laughs> move it um, into um, probably more traditional and in some cases richer communication mediums, you know, like a telephone or like a face-to-face. -face. It might be a video conference call or a web demo. So, yeah, you're right. Omnichannel is, is the way to go. We want to use um, all of the tools that are at our disposal and use the right tool for the, the right job at the right time. So you work with organizations to, to help uh, the implementation, the, the adoption of sales process technologies. Uh, mm -hmm. in, in, in your experience, what are some of the common objections, maybe some of the reservations from leaders or sales team members and the hurdles uh, an, an organization must overcome to successfully implement a social selling strategy? Yeah, well, one of the hurdles I would I, I would say is the alignment that's really required between the sales department and the marketing department 
in order to get the maximum benefits from a social or digital selling program because it's so reliant on the content elements of it, which traditionally is owned by marketing. You know, marketing is really the people with the uh, experience and, and the staff and the budget skills uh, to create a lot of the content, not all of it, but a lot of the content. And so as sellers now have the this platform, this opportunity to publish content, by and large, they're going to rely on their company's marketing department to do most of the heavy lifting on that. So it's important that that content is um, the right kind of content, right? It's aligned to the to the buying cycle of your prospective personas and that marketing and sales are really uh, in cooperation in this journey to drive more sales conversations. So I say that's one. Um, the other point that comes up a lot of times, uh, particularly, you know, if, it's, if the, the leaders didn't grow up with social networks and, you know, maybe like me have been at it <laughs> for a number of decades, um, they may not really understand social networking. They may think it's, they, they only know it from, because, the, you know, uh, maybe their kids has a Facebook account and they feel like they're always wasting uh, time on it on their phone at the dinner table or something like that. And so maybe they haven't seen the the business benefits of it. Maybe they haven't seen things like um, Gartner predicting that 30% of all B2B sales are going to be influenced by LinkedIn in 2020 or a stat from LinkedIn that says 62% of B2B buyers check out a salesperson's LinkedIn profile before deciding whether to engage with that salesperson. So that, that that's sort of our job to educate um, some of those sales leaders into what is happening and, and, and what leading companies are doing to, to leverage social networking. Now, I'm not going to claim that this is a fact. I'd like to think it is. But uh, imagine that I have a, a, a pretty solid LinkedIn profile and uh, that I, I share the right types of content uh, on a regular basis and, and update and, and get involved with communications through uh, uh, different groups on LinkedIn and so on and so forth. Uh, how, how then can I leverage my personal brand to sell a service or product for a company that I'm working? Well, I think we, we always talk about there being three levels of content. And I think this this really leads into the personal brand answer. So when we're training salespeople on this fourth element of social selling, which is sharing content to raise their visibility and credibility, uh, there's these three layers of content. So the first level, which is foundational, would be sharing your company content, right? That's what's on the website, what's on the blog, what they're posting on the Twitter account or LinkedIn company page. So that's sort of table stakes. That's the easy stuff. Just, just, you know, amplify whatever your company's marketing department is doing. So that's level one. Now, level two is you, there needs to be a mix uh, of industry content so that the salesperson gets viewed by their network of customers, prospects, and referral sources. They want to be viewed as more than just somebody who's passing along company information, but this the person actually has a grasp, has some knowledge, has, uh, you know, awareness of what's going on in the industry. So the industry could be, you know, marketing automation or supply chain management or healthcare IT, whatever their ha industry happens to be. 
But again, that sort of positions the salesperson as this valuable resource. So the second level is industry content. But the third is the one that really separates the, the, the really advanced people um, from the ones that are kind of just getting started. And it's the one that answers the personal branding because the third level of content is user generated content. Now, whenever we say this bill, <laughs> it always gets salespeople and marketing people very anxious for two different reasons. Now, marketing people get anxious when they hear user-generated content by the salespeople because they're like, oh, my God, are salespeople creating content? How are we control it? Who knows what they're going to say? They're not trained to, to, to do it. They're not copywriters. Oh, my God, this is going to be terrible, right? That's what marketers think. And then salespeople think, oh, my gosh, well, I don't have time to do this. I've got to close deals, and I've got to do follow-up and write proposals and make reports for my sales manager. I, I don't have time to write a blog. So when you, what we always say to these people is a couple things. Number one is the amplification factor of the sales force is tremendous. So rather than just, we say to the marketer, look, rather than just turn your back on it, wouldn't it be better to actually train them a little bit, give them a little bit of, uh, of skills, maybe some, um, uh, some guide, guidelines there and some guardrails of what they can and can't do. And then you're going to end up with a lot more content contributions overall by the company. And that usually works out pretty well. For the salespeople, we say, hey, we're not expecting B2B salespeople to go out and you know write a blog every day, things like that. That'd be too much given all the things they have to do. But there's a lot of very easy things they can do from simply posting a two-sentence post to maybe they're going to take a photograph of themselves out at the booth at a trade show and ask their network to come by. Or it might actually be, uh, for customers that will allow it, you know, some customers are willing to do a, you know, two-minute little video interview, a clip that to get posted up on LinkedIn. So there's lots of things that a salesperson can do pretty simply, again, that raises their credibility and visibility, and all of that ends up increasing their personal brand. Okay, wonderful. You're not going to believe this, but we are already coming towards the end of this particular interview. <laughs> I'd love to get another opportunity to interview you again in the future. So, um, All right, but, let's do it. Okay, listeners, you, hear, you heard that first here. Okay, Kurt's just committed. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so just one last question for you for today, Kurt, and that's uh, how can our listeners connect with you and learn more about the work done at Ben Cresso? Sure, absolutely. Well, they can go to the Ben Gresso site, vengresso.com uh, and uh, find out about what we're doing as a company. Of course, they can connect with me on LinkedIn, uh, Kurt Shaver, and you can, I'm sure that'll be in the, the notes. Um, and, I'm, and I'm also then on Twitter, also just at the name Kurt, at Kurt Shaver. So any of those ways will reach me. Okay, well, that just leaves me to say for today, Kurt Shaver, thank you very much for being a guest on this CPSA podcast. Great. Thanks, Bill. And listeners, as always, until next time, happy selling. Thank you for listening to the Social Selling and Tech Show. Learn more about the training and benefits from the Canadian Professional Sales Association at cpsa.com.